We're recording. But, ah, I'm fucking recorded. I tricked you. I didn't I do did, a countdown. I didn't hear you click it. I didn't because I want to just start recording and then make you be like, ah, fuck. You fumbling the time and everything. Nah, I don't fumble, baby. I'm, I'm, all, I'm always on top. Go ahead, ha. take a bite. No, you're, take, you're on top it. with no Let's thumbs? hear it. Let's hear it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Mm. On that note, good mm. evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Chef's Caliber Podcast, where we are shooting up ideas and cooking up thoughts. You hear what your man heck, and there's always a cross from me. Um, uh, Chef. Chef Reno, or are we going with the other one? Or Televigan? The No, 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 the, uh, the, the Cougarino. Cougarino. Ooh, Cougarino. Cougarino Chef? You know. Uh, Cougarino Chef Vic, you want to do Chef. that? Vic. We're gonna add a word every show. I'm, yeah, by the end I'm gonna be a bona fide fucking. By the end, by the, end the first thirty <laughs> minutes is gonna be introducing <laughs> you, and then we'll yeah. go on break, and then yeah, um, we'll go back into it. So, I think t- one of the one of the things that we always kind of come back to, but it's always a good conversation because I think the conversation keeps going is the difference between someone who's paid their dues and in any industry, right? But we're talking about culinary. And someone who's actually worked, and I think people who hijack your 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 success as their own, right? And I, and, I, and I use this thing when I sometimes when I make the videos, I, you know, cook what you love and always treat every fireman as is loaded, right? And I say that because it's, we use that for coffee. Not the dog, but coffee, coffee. Like drinking coffee. And um, I say that because You'd be surprised at how stupid people are. I mean, at this day and age, are we really sh- surprised? <laughs> I am. Sometimes I really am. Oh, man. I'm surprised when they're not. I'm like, wait a second. You, you're you making sense. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, why? I'm, I, I get baffled when someone makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, when they don't make sense, I'm like, I'm used to it. So, you know, when you cook, when, you, when you're cooking, it's a personal thing, right? But when you get to a corporate situation, it becomes less personal and more um, methodical, right? More financial, more mathematical. Ooh, that's a sexy mm. word. Say it mm. again. Mathematical. Ooh, one more time. Methodical. Ooh, it's a tingle. And your finances. I don't know where I was going with that one, but anyway. So, when you get to a certain point in your in your career as a chef, you no longer are really a chef to cook. Now you're 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 a manager. You're managing, and it doesn't mean you get the title manager. It just means that you're managing. You you could be at any level, but you don't cook as much. And I think the thing that kills me about that situation is, it's like we say, you know, sometimes people don't know when they've won. You get to a place where you've ex- you've kind of, as a chef, you either make it in the in the arena of fame, or you make it in the are- in the arena of like personal wealth and success within the industry or you don't make it at all it's very hard because some people hit a uh, they hit a place where they plateau and they don't know how to move up they either move lateral or back because some people don't want to take the responsibility some people feel like well i can't cook so i can't do it anymore then you got those people who just want the title they want titles they want that title they don't know what the fuck they're doing but they want that title. Yeah, I met a few They want like that. that title to tell, just just to have the power, the last word. Mm-hmm. There you go. They want that title to have the last word. Not because they really want to excel people or teach people or show people or they want to be a leader, but they want the title a leader only to not be back spoken to or to be that person to where if you define me, I'm going to punish you. Right. Power. And I think a lot of it is like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for when, like, revenge, I guess? Like, I've always found that the people who are like that, they're the ones who have something to prove. Like, think you know, for 10 years, change. I was told I wasn't good enough. Now I would say I'm, petty, right? Would petty be a petty? Petty will fall into it. Like, I don't know. I don't want to call it revenge. I don't have the right word for it. I would say I would go with more petty. Spiteful, maybe. Spiteful. Yeah, Spiteful, malicious. Think but they do it. Word. Malicious. Another big word. Word of the day. Oh, and and like, you know, it's kind of like when a when a, a person who's a server becomes a manager. You know, 
you're no longer a server. You still have the skill set of a server, but that's not your job, right? So every now and then you got to do it, but you can't use that as leverage for everybody because eventually someone better or who's actually good at the job is going to come along and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? How did you get this far? So, you know, the, we talk about fake it till you make it. I believe in that, right? I think everybody, yeah, to some degree, fakes it till you make it, yeah. right? I do it. How do I do it? I've been... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I've been called a corporate thug many times, right? I could cook like a motherfucker, bro. But I can't maintain the properness for a long time. <laughs> it's yeah. like a total recall with the when they had the when he had the fake head on. Yeah. Like I get like that. Like yeah. that's why I can't I'm I professional can't. until I can't be professional yeah. no more. And that's why I can't take a leadership role. I don't want to because I'm I feel like I uh, we should be able to speak like adults. And I feel like now Back in the day. like now in the corporate world you have to baby everybody. Yeah. You know, and no one's going to learn that way. No one's going to learn if you baby. If you fuck up, I should be able to go ahead and listen, man. Listen, you, you messed up. You fucked up, man. It's all right. We're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to fix it. This is where you fucked up us at. at. Let's make it better. But you can't do that because then ah, I'm hurt. How can you say? Because you messed up, bro. There's no nice way to tell someone you fucked Here's up. Here's a fucked up thing. Without letting them know. That you fucked up. So when you cook, it's black or white. It's either good or bad. There's really never in between, right? Like, in between food to me is like five guys. It's, it is what it is. It's, it's not great. Yeah, five guys is it's, fucking good. So. Right. But it's... Or let's say Culver's. If I example. feel like having a heart attack, I go to five guys. Right, and I just I flip a coin and see what happens. You know, again, it's up to it's up to debate, right? Some people are like, oh, it's the greatest thing that ever happened. But then when you go to a place like the whiskey, they make great burgers. They do, right? Fresh, natural. It's a different kind of burger. Yeah, different level. You can instantly tell. Oh, immediately that it's a fucking right, burger. and it's well, you know, it's a franchise. I get it, but that's my point: is everybody is good, and they have a skill set at what they've mastered. Right. And I believe that there is no chef out there who's like an international chef who could who could do 47 cuisines like it doesn't work that way. You would be average at everything. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't have a specialty. You'd be average at everything. Yeah. And meaning when I say everything, every cuisine probably has 60 to 80 dishes within its own culture. Out of those 60 to 80 dishes, you might know how to make three okay you might know how to make one really well right and then someone might say well that's great because then you can make a menu for 10 different countries but okay cool what is the purpose and what are you serving right that's why there people are gravitating towards or have always gravitated towards restaurants that have a theme italian mm-hmm. french spanish right you have some places that have good it goes what what you're in the mood for right and some places have good hybrid menus like you know uh japanese cuban fusion some of them are good but not everybody or every person who is quote-unquote a chef can do all of those extremely well but when you hear people like oh you you can't do this you can't do that or you're not really good at this cuisine it's like why would i be good at that cuisine Hmm. how are you good at that cuisine and good at that one and good at that one and everything I've tasted is average, right? And when you deal with people like that, it's hard to tell them that it's not good, right? Because you want to tell them the truth, and you're like, you know, it needs a little more, and their fucking egos completely destroyed. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference is, uh, you know, I think there's a fine difference between ego, like confidence, and cocky. I think you need, a, as a chef especially, you need a level of confidence you actually have to have almost absolute confidence and you have to be a little cocky right you need to be a little bit of a showman the problem i have is people don't know how to separate how to deal with cocky and confident now in today's society in today's world especially 
confidence is confused with cocky. Yeah. We what we spoke about last time, um humble and um what was the other word? I forgot the other word we used. Yeah. But I it's like you about. said. But uh, like know, being modest. The 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 thing with people like me and you is we have a What am I doing right now? What's it called? ASM? ASM? Oh yeah, yeah. They Yeah, there you are, you bind into the Apple. Yo, we multitasking, look at that. Yeah. The the thing with people like us is because we have such a sarcastic disposition. We're always sarcastic people, and we could come off as assholes and douchebags. We're the last people that you would expect that would really try to help you. How does it sound? Adorable. No. Does Adorable. it sound like you're watching a video of someone chewing? Yeah, I feel like I'm falling asleep listening to you chew. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we're building an empire. Yeah. You know, like say. Even you write how you are. What? You'll, even you how you are, right? You'll mm-hmm. teach. But because of your personality and how forward you are, people don't know whether they're like, wait, is he? Is he I get it all the time. Me? Is he is joking? He, is he, well, are you challenging me? Are you making, like, no, nah, I'm really trying mm-hmm. to teach you. Don't challenge me. Because even me, even even growing up, right? Even you, right? We have no problem. If someone does something wrong, I got no problem. You got no problem teaching them. I got no problem teaching mm-hmm. you. And guess or what? Or being taught. I've. I've trained people who've gotten promotions before me because I trained the fuck out of them. Mm-hmm. Trained people and showed people. Did you do it with no thumbs? Hmm? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and no thumbs and one arm tied behind my back. I don't have That's a problem strange, teaching or showing someone right. And if they make it, they make it. If they get further than me, cool. But I know I did my due diligence. I've seen what? you teach and train people. You want apple? Even at, no, I'm good. Um, even at the job or even you being a chef, right? Everyone says they want to learn, but they really don't. They don't want to learn. They don't. They they want to do what they want to do and what they think and feel is correct. Mm-hmm. And when those kind of people surround themselves around yes people, like listen, people, having no people around you is okay. Not haters, mm-hmm. not negative people, but someone that's constructive gonna be criticism. Honest with that you. That it comes from a good place. Like, yo, bro, that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that one, not so much. Because that gives you a sense of, oh, shit, okay, cool. All right, all right, this person. It's okay not to be a master. What you said? Um, jack of all trade, master of none. Yeah, facts. That's, that's a perfect definition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, I was like, that? I know, how to, oh, I know how to change oils. Oils. I know how to change the oil in my car. <laughs> I know how to change all the oils in my vehicle. Right. I could do brake bleeds. I could do basic things, but I am not a mechanic. No. And when I deal with people who are cooks in my entire career, and the, the attitude is, I could do your job, right? And you're like, okay, then do it. They're like, well, I don't get paid to do your job. Like, there's always a reason why they can and can't do it. And one of the thing that the things that bothers me about those people, I don't. I remember I had this this guy I used to work with back in the day. You ever ate an apple and then drink whiskey? That's some good shit. It's no. like a weird. I'm not gonna eat an apple, Vic. <laughs> <All right? laughs> you want to eat an apple? You see me You're trying to sell me? You ever had a? You ever had an apple? How do you eat an apple with no thumb? I can right? That's so fucked up. I hope I don't lose my thumb. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. But the 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 crazy part is, I worked with this kid, and um, by that time, I already had like. Eight years, about eight years experience on him. Okay, so right now in 2023, I'd be going on 19 years. Whatever 2004 is to 2003, 19 years, right? So I'd be going on 19 years in the industry. So my whole adult life, pretty much. And at that time, the dude, he was younger than me by like three years. So when he was like, "Oh, I've been, I was a, I was a, a chef and a sous chef for eight or nine years," I'm like, "He was in high school, dude. Like, how? How's that even possible?" And the thing is, like, some people just wouldn't be like, "That's a lie." Some people are like, oh, "Okay, yeah, whatever, kid, just go cook." And the person keeps taking that same lie, and they they believe part- it. They what? That lie becomes their reality. <laughs> it does. It's pretty fucked up, right? So then now this person is confident in challenging me. 
And I'm like, okay, I'm, you're going to run service tonight. And we were a very busy restaurant. I mean, we were doing 200 covers a night, a la carte. That means that you're cooking to order 200 covers, about. And it was a total fucking disaster. It was a nightmare. Now, mind you, I had experience coming into it. And I was still kind of finding my footing. Now, this person is looking at it from the outside, looking in, like, I could do that shit. And then when you're like, okay, run a service, I'll run the line. Service went to shit. Do you think that person took responsibility? Absolutely. He blamed someone else. Blame me. This guy didn't do this. He didn't do that. Blame me. It was me. It was my fault. Somehow it was my fault, even though I was just taking orders. And I did it on principle. I didn't have to. I just did it because I wanted to see where it would go. And in today's world now, now this is like 10 years ago, right? Nine years ago. In today's world, we can't even do that without... Like, that to me is a lesson. I was taught lessons coming up as a cook. I was taught some hard fucking lessons. I I, I got fired like 20 times from the same restaurant. <laughs> but it was never fire. I was like, you're a fucking idiot. What the fuck are you doing? How could you serve this? Bro? You know, I didn't really talk like that. And as long as they didn't put their hands on me, you know me. You can talk all the shit you want. I'm not going to respond to you. Yeah. But if you touch me, I'm like, I'm like put the earmuffs on, right? It, yeah. it, uh, I mean, it's... Uh it was like Akuma, a Lights Out. Lights Out. No, but what was the movie? Uh, something about Mary, when they had to put the earmuffs on? Like, don't touch him. And he goes, ah, he starts fighting him and shit. Yeah. Um, Frank and Beans. <laughs> Frank and Beans. Frank and That's Beans. That's me. I'm Frank and Beans. So, as long as you don't touch me, I, I'm good. But if you fucking touch me, we got problems. So, what was weird is, now if we do stuff like that, or if we try to give some sort of, I guess friendly advice or worldly advice or practical advice. That's the way I'm looking for stuff that you've went through. People receive it as a negative, like a real bad, like, Oh, how could you say that about me? You fucking go to HR and then they report you. Yeah. And you're like, all I said was that they needed a little more salt in their food. Why am I in HR? By the way, like I shouldn't be here. The person who can't fucking cook that you hired me to train or fire should be fired. But then it gets turned on its head and it's like, well, you know, you got to be careful what you talk. So that's a trade-off of corporate. Now, private sector is just as bad because you get sued into oblivion. Right? There's no that, fucking corporate lawyers to protect that's, you. That's why you need fucking... Right? And that's, that's why I say there's a fine difference between um, people who, who can really cook it up, chef it up, manage operations, you know, control labor costs and food costs, handle the finances, handle... The, the the HR aspect without having to be like cocky and arrogant about it, like being good at your work. And I think we're at an inroads now because as much as I and, I, and I was thinking about this, I was like, yo, I was really putting a lot of thought because I wanted to do more cooking videos. I mean, God knows I want to. Just do it. Huh? Do it. I'm going to do something. Do it now. But I'm going to be a little bit of an asshole about things. Do it right now. Right? I'm going to say and do shit on there that I want to see what the IGs of the world and the YouTubes of the world going to do. Because at this point, all the stuff that I kept clean, never used any foul language, I was chill. These motherfuckers was channel banning me, right? But then you got motherfuckers but, on there literally shooting people in the head and it's like 10 million views. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Um, I'm talking about good shit. I'm talking about not, positive not, I, I right? think we all know why, which videos are the ones. Right. And so I remember when I first started, on, the, especially with YouTube, like there were people telling me, oh, you don't know how to make this. This is how you make that. This is how you do this, right? And I would, open, I would do open invitations. All right, well, let's, do, let's make a video live together. And let's make a dish. Let's have fun. Let's, let's cook. Motherfuckers never responded. Or they're like, oh, you don't know shit. You know, and I'm like, it's so interesting because I think in the online space, it creates professionals who are not professional and then you meet them in the real world and you're like you could catch cues right like it it would be the equivalent of like a wrestler right if you met a person who's oh i wrestled blah blah blah, and you're like oh so you know and just casually you're not even trying to probe you're like oh yo remember the days when you would hit the mat and then you know whatever and then like oh yeah and then and you're like no nobody does that what was it in 40 year old virgin yeah they they felt like sandbags you're like oh (laughs) yeah you're a virgin. You yeah, ain't never. You're a virgin. <laughs> and that's the thing. So 
when people pretend that they're making like you know when, when they're making a lot of noise like cooks that's the thing this is a, a telltale sign of a bad cook when they're making a lot of noise in the kitchen making like bang, 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 you know making noise slamming pans you know scream w- being weird unusual mm-hmm. shit like tapping their tongues i remember I worked this one motherfucker he would tap his tongues he was a sous chef and 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 um i had just came out here and i had a couple of chef jobs but then I found myself at a place where I was like, mm, I need a little break. Let me find out what I want. I'm going to just take a bullshit job until I get an exec job. Because I wanted to be, I'm, that's where I'm at. And this is a while back. And there's one dude, he would like hit his tongs against the thing. He would do stupid ritual shit. And he would act like he was the baddest cook in the world. I watched this bitch cook one day. I was like, he's your, he's your, he's the, he's the, he's the best? To him, he was. I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, yo, this guy would never survive. But he walk around tell stories how he was the best. He did this. He did all these great things. But then when it boiled down to it, he could barely handle his own line. But no one ever checked him because we worked in a corporate environment. Yeah. Then when I finally got to back to a place where I was back in the exec chef role, exec sous chef role, you know, I was being challenged by a lot more of those people. And I noticed, especially down here. There's a lot of faux chefs, fake chefs, guys who, and gals, ladies, What's women. It, uh, fugazi? Fugazi. Fugazi. That's a word right there, y'all. Write that word down. Fugazi. fugazi. Bing bong. Yeah, man. That's your vocabulary word for today, ladies I'm and telling gentlemen. you. Fugazi. And these people were so good at masking their inability to do the job that when someone actually came along who knew how to do it, or knows how to do it, you're you're working double hard, exposing the bullshit that these people are doing, and you know, listen, New York's the same way. Don't get it twisted. I think it's everywhere like, is, man. So, yeah, it's everywhere. But when people think, oh, that's a Florida thing, it's backwards. Like, no, it's a fucking everywhere, everywhere thing. Because even back home, I used to do. On, I used to go on these tastings. Remember, I told you, I used to go on tastings. Hold on, babe. Remember when I used to go on tastings just to go on tastings? Right? And how many job offers I would get even though I wasn't looking for it? Wasn't it weird? I would just go? Or you would get told, like, I can't hire you because Right. That shit literally was been told to me. Right? And then I would see the fucking chef and I would would do my tasting and the chef's just like... And I'm looking at the chef like, how the fuck are you the chef here? How did you become a chef? And I realized, like, I... (laughs) How? And it's because they have the gift of gab, right? They can talk so well, and they could bullshit themselves so well. The gift of gab, gab. But my wife used to be like, another tasting. I'm like, yeah, I want to go try it. I want to see if see if I like it. She's like, why? You already working? I'm like, cause I just want to fucking go. Why not? Who the fuck does that? This sick fuck does. I do because one. And she's like, I want to relax. You're like, I want to try. I want to cook. I was that guy. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. did it, but I also did it because I wanted to learn something new. So when I used to go stage at places, I really wanted to learn what, and I only went for specific things. So like there was one restaurant in the city and I don't want to say the name because again, you know, what if this is the one podcast is like, kaboom, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say the name, but. Um, Listen, don't, don't pull it out. Keep it in the pants. Go ahead. Right. So anyway, Midtown and um, it's a super upscale restaurant in Midtown. Super upscale. Starts with an R. Let's go yeah, from there. Okay. Yeah. RT. Anyway. Um, wait, wait, I, I'm wait. giving myself yeah. away. I'm snitching. Right? Like, no. So I went there. I just, I wasn't looking for work. I, I actually, I, I might, no, I wasn't looking for work. But they had a, um, their program was really good for, for food. Like they had a, a, you know, like if you look at like college scouts or NFL scouts, they have a, a certain program. Yeah. You're like, oh, I want to go there for this defensive program or this program. So this place was known for doing gastronomy and doing like uh food science and that was kind of their thing and i really wanted to learn that like at that point i was really good at like rustic cooking and i was excited about doing like quote-unquote rustic style cooking where i was taking refined uh really refined style cooking like for example consomme making a, a very clear stock what else consomme uh consomme consomme uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> sure a, why not consomme uh, no, it's like a, a very clear broth, right? Like a stock. Uh, it so could be, you know, it, it could be anything, really. So that's be, just someone who makes 
stock and broth. No, 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 no. Consomme so that, is the product. Okay. So, all right. So, you know, it's a good example. You know, when we go to like when we eat um, ramen, mm-hmm. the broth, yeah. how it's crystal clear? Yeah. Consomme. Okay. There's a process to make it, right? So, it's essentially like if when you're eating uh, pho or ramen or whatever, that liquid that you, the, the broth or the stock that you're drinking mm-hmm. is a very refined consomme. Because consomme is pretty much the most refined version you can get of a stock. It's crystal clear. So think about like roasting bones and having all that beautiful color, cooking it, and everything is dark brown. And then by the time it's done, it's clear, like okay. like almost like a honey brown. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, right? That means you work. So I used to like taking a, a, a refined product and making it in an unrefined way, you know. And I kind of mastered that style of cooking for myself. I think everyone has a way of doing things. And I take a very slow approach to make fast foods. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, your, your mise en place, your prep, so stocks, sauces, those are the basis for things. Every sauce, every stock, I mean, every dish has a sauce or, or some sort of base to it. Like it could be a sauce or a stock, right? And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm repeating it because I'm trying to get it in, in its order. And it takes a certain level of, I would say, confidence to make it right every time. And it's important because if someone comes along and you give them the stock recipe that you make, that you know is the golden goose of making stock, mm-hmm. and they turn around they're like, oh, I want to do it this way. And you, uh, you see me already getting mad about it. And then you're like, that's not how the fuck you make the stock. Don't make the stock any other way. You're fired. You will get fucking fired. Because... 70% of our recipes depend on stocks. And they go around and they, st- they fuck that stock up. And I'm talking about like 100 gallons. Yeah. yeah. And you talking. And you can't fix it, right? Once it's done, it's done. Yeah. You, I mean, if it tastes good, which it, it shouldn't really taste. All right, let me rephrase it. If I make beef stock, it should taste like the cleanest beef you ever ate. Right, if you make chicken stock, it should taste like the cleanest chicken you've ever eaten. So subtle, but you know it's there. And you should taste all the layers of the onion, the carrot, the herbs. It should be subtle, very subtle. And when someone goes and fucks it up and they they make their own version of it, it can it, it causes an imbalance, right? And I give you an example of one. So there's a French stock, a French stock. It's called Nage. And what it is is like a spring onion broth. Nage is like. Nage is like. Uh oh, Nage is like. Nage is like, like Right? And that's one of my favorite songs, by the way. It's a great song. Yeah, go ahead. Stop it. And um, Skip it. Earth, Wind, and Fire, Rims, and Tires. Come on, stop it. Skip it. Okay. Oh, you want to skip? Oh, you hit the dislike button? <laughs> <laughs> skip it. <laughs> so, Anaj is a, is, a, is a broth or a stock, however you want to refine it off. They're different. That is, is made with spring onions or onions in general. But it's really nice to make with seasonal onions and garlic stuff that's in season when you cook it is, is good the fresh like fresh um, fresh okay. like from the fucking dirt you wash yeah. it and throw it in there that's the best way and in my opinion my favorite was the last harvest like old garlic old onions mature mm-hmm. the flavor's fucking intense that sounds good it's really good and I would use my nage to make French onion soup. You know, different different things I would use my nage. I would poach fish in it. So, really, really fucking nice product. And this jerk-off went and added other stuff to it. Pepper flakes and fucking peppers and different stuff that didn't go into the original recipe. So, the final product looked good, right? And, again, when you're in a, in a full-service operation and you're moving, sometimes you miss those little things because... It's a simple thing. Wait, wait, you gave the order. You said, listen, do it this way. Here's so. the re- no, I give the recipe. Here's the recipe, you dummy. This is it. Hey, chef, you know. Uh, no. Make the fucking nosh the way it's supposed to be made. Oh, but you know. And it's like, dude, if you put onion powder, I'm going to kick you in your dick. I'm going to kick you so hard in your dick. Don't put onion powder in it. I can't prove that he put onion powder in it. But I could taste onion powder in yeah. it. I could taste unrefined products or over refined products like garlics and does it when you use like those products doesn't it smoke out the broth no it it's 
what I mean, like if it's clear, right? When you put those products in it, doesn't it like? Uh, yeah, it can cloud it. Like but, cloud or blur. I don't but know however he presented word. it, it looked close to what it's supposed to be because it comes out like a honey color. So he must have strained it a lot. But when I when I tasted it, I could taste that it was off. Like I could tell. I was like, this is different. It doesn't taste right. So I went back in the steps and I asked him, oh, no, chef. No, no. And then I was just like, are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, okay. I taste it. I'm like, this ain't right. I got to throw it away. So I went back into the cooler. I couldn't find uh, my, my, my stuff from my other cooks that did it. And everyone else knew. So anyway, I fired him. I literally, it was like that same day, I was like, you got to go. Because we had to start service. I used them out for service, and I fired him after that. Mm-hmm. And um, someone like him I met later on in life. Almost identical. It was fucking weird. It was almost like he was like reborn, you know. But um, all right. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna get back to some of the segue story. The guy that he met. The the guy that I re met met twice the and then met again in his clone form. Part two. There could only be one. <laughs> <coughs> and we are back. Back from that break. So, I needed that break, man. I was uh, I was yeah. For a while. I was so, like, oh man, I'm gonna piss myself. Why are you gonna just say it on? You say you gonna pee yourself? What, did you use? Did you use your no thumbs? I feel better. No, no. <laughs> did you just aim it at the toilet and hope that it went in? No. You ever do that sometimes though? When you <laughs> get do. up and you just uh, yeah. And I think I'm hitting it, and then I hear a splash somewhere else. I'm like, fuck, that's the fuck. I gotta spray. You gotta clean everything. I do have to clean. I get mad, and I don't. I'm not mad because I gotta clean it, but I'm mad because I gotta clean it. You mad because you? I thought my aim was yeah, better. I missed. Lift now when I'm in the bathtub, I still gotta shit. use my hands. I motherfucker, I just see where I can't miss. So, so back to your surprise guest. Yeah, the, I lose the, track the, of my thought. The gentleman part two. <laughs> the gentleman part that you two. Met well, like, and I think anybody can relate to people like this because it's okay if you don't know stuff, man. Like, one of the things that I've that I've always acknowledged is that if I have a weakness, right? I don't I don't make it seem like my weakness in a skill is bad no, right you want to correct it right if or not even just that if i don't know it i don't know it. i'm not yeah, mad but you want to try the best you can to correct it to, to correct it to at least make it to where it's passable so when i say weakness meaning like let's say um i don't know i'm trying to think of something that's like not within my realm but i said not a hard thing to learn um oh let's say like okay i can make pasta right and I'm pretty sure, like, if I was to make, like, buckwheat pasta or. What's buckwheat pasta? It's buckwheat. It's a flour. Buckwheat. So. Or cherry wheat, whatever. I don't know. Fr- so, fr- like, freshly made noodles. Right. From but if I wanted to make, like, Japanese-style udon noodle, I'm, I don't. I would have to really, like, learn how to do it. Like, I'm sure the, the, the technique might be similar-ish. But I don't know if confidently I could do it the same if I was just to make regular pasta. Because regular pasta, for the most part, I could make confidently. And if I don't know how to make a certain cut or a certain, you know, noodle, I'm not going to be like, oh, I can make that. And then I fuck it all up. I'm, I'd admit, like, yo, I've, I've never done that particular cut. Or I don't, I'd rather just not make it, right? And there's too many people um, in the industry who are like, oh, I could do that. I, I could do that. Oh, I could do that. And you know what they do? They go in the office and they hide and they look at YouTube. And then they come out, and then you watch them try to do what they say they know how to do, and you're like, you don't know how to fucking do it. Yeah, you're a fucking embarrassment. Yeah, um, fake, like you said, fake, fake it, make it. Break it. Yeah. And if you don't know any better, you don't know what to look for. But if you know, you could say, yeah, I don't know how to make that, right? And I've had plenty of cooks in the past be like, oh, can you, you know how to make that? <laughs> what kind of yeah. chef are you? I'm like. Looks like I know more than you. Yeah, I'm like, I'm the chef who's your fucking boss. I'm the chef who got hired over you. Yeah, get in line, motherfucker. Like, I did my time. I have my version of what I know how to do. There's a reason why they hired me to do it. And there's a reason why you're still where you are. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people in our industry who don't understand that that is half the battle. That's really fucking important that you recognize people's different skills in cooking. So... If you get a guy who's like a fry cook somewhere and he's, he somehow becomes the executive chef to a major, a major company, you have to ask how, right? Who's, who does he know? Who's important to him? How? 
Now, I've been surprised in the past, and 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 uh, you know, full transparency, like I've met chefs in the past, both male and female, who are really, really awful cooks, but they are masters at administration. Bad motherfuckers with that stuff, boy, and. That's how I learned how to be a relatively good administrator because I worked with a chef who was a textbook chef. You know how they say armchair uh, coach or arm, what is it when they say arm, arm, armchair coaching, right? Like, like people who play like fantasy football and shit. Like, yeah. like you say you know the plays, but until you're on the field, it don't look the right. same, right? And it's different because if every, if every coach had bird's eye view of a game, they win every game. Yeah, exactly. All right, All right so... It's kind of the same when, when, you know, I used to make fun of corporate chefs who who were like the textbook chef. I, you know, shit, I'm a better cook than you. And I always wondered why they never challenged that part of me. Because I was a little cocky, right? But I was always told, you're cocky, you're too cocky, you're too cocky. I was younger. And as as humble as I could have been, there were times where I thought I could do the job better than someone. And I think we all go through that, right? Where we're like... 2.0, 3.0, 4.0 version. Dude. 5.0. Remember that? What you doing, bro? I can do better than you. I can't. Fuck. You fucking suck. Fuck oh. You. <laughs> Fuck you telling me what you don't know. Yeah. But think about it. Those are the very same. That's how those people that are challenging you right now feel. They're always going to challenge you, though. Yeah. It's always like that, right? So. That's like someone like me. I'm like, yo, bro, listen, Friday night, let's have a cooking. Let's have a tasting. I'll fucking challenge you. But happen. most people will never do that. They just say it one day. You better let's have a tasting, B. Bring your yeah. best dish. So, what 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 it boils down to is what are you willing to let go, and what are you willing to gain? And when I was trying to find my footing in the corporate world, I understood that the rules were very different when it came to like the fine dining independent world, like let's say the indie restaurants, right? The small. Um, independently owned places that's chef driven because in those places chef is king also I've, I've from my experience I'm pretty sure um, yours mm-hmm. as well I've always found those hole in the wall spots with chefs normally have some of the best food other well, than when you go to these big fancy well that's the point of those places ones. you just find a hole in the wall that got like Right, six, seven things on a menu because they mastered it. Like six appetites, you right? Know. So you look at like um, appetites, appetizers. <laughs> yeah, so many appetites, so many, so many appetites. Oh, very cannibal. Is this is this a segue into your the guy that you ran into again? Yeah, it's okay. a long segue. So long, I guess. Long story short is, you know, I understood by that point I was in the fine dining sector. I did corporate for a little bit. But I liked the fine dining at that time. I was younger. I wanted to do it. And um, I had already been exposed to a chef who was willing to tell me that I'm a great cook, but I'm a dumbass when it comes to everything else. Told me pretty much in so much words, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And I took that as a slight at a young age, as a young cook, like, how dare you? And not realizing that what he was saying was going to build me up. For the other motherfuckers that I was going to meet in my life. So that other dude I was telling you about, you know, in passing, the guy was in my shadow. He really wanted to be what I was mm-hmm. instead of us collaborating. And I, I don't know how it, we ended up speaking recently. And he was still the same guy telling bullshit stories and making up lies. Still using stories that I told him. I'm like, nigga, that's me. Oh, nah, what, man, you know, but I'm like. What movie was that? Fuck. Oh, True Lies. Remember True Lies? Oh, with the car scene? Yeah, yeah. he's listening. He's he like, was telling him his life. He was like, that, that's me. Yeah. That, that, I did that. And he's like, I'm starting to like this guy. Oh, well, we're still going to kill him. We're still going to kill him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he was he was living vicariously through my stories. They do that, though. They do Imagine it. That, like, but that's what you call flexing. Yeah, but what kind of mental you got to have? To flex like that. To tell someone else's story as your own and and be proud. Yo, for me that takes that takes a special mind, man. <laughs> because it 
I think people get so fascinated that they didn't get to do it that they're like, oh, okay, cool. Yo, I did this. And you're like, I've known you my whole life. I never knew you do that. But like when you're by yourself looking in the mirror, what's going on? I, I can't put myself in that position. I feel like those people myself. are the ones that. Because I'm somebody who likes to who who likes to stretch my stories, right? I like to it, like I like to make my stories so elaborate. Like when I tell a story, like you jumped off the table and broke. Like I like to fuck around. I like to have fun, yeah. right? But at the end of the day, like the truth is the truth. Certain things happen. It happened. That's exactly what happened. And when you take someone's life or the experiences that you share with them and you make it your own, that's fucking weird. It's different than if someone's just being a dick and fucking with you. That warrants a headbutt, B. That's a headbutt, right? So we all know, like, from a New York standpoint, we could tell a story. And I think telling a story is fun. It should always be fun. But it should be true. And even though, like, uh, in Ant-Man, when he's telling a true story, but the way he tells a story, you're like, come on, dude. Like, why you got to exaggerate it like that? Like, I think those are funny. Because everybody does that, right? We all tell the story to a degree where you're like, that's pretty fucking funny. But when someone else tells your story verbatim and then you catch them doing it and they're like, oh, nah, but you remember? I'm like, I don't even, rem- I don't, e- I didn't even know you. How the fuck did you take my story? So they're trying to convince you that your story is this and you're like, yeah, yeah, no. like it's mine. So I met somebody just like, so anyway, long, like this guy, I, I talked to him recently somehow because I reached out to a, a previous friend of ours. And we spoke. And so I had talked to him. And he was, oh, so I got so-and-so on the other line. I was like, I don't want to talk to him. Why the fuck do I want to talk to him? The motherfucker's a fraud. And literally, he's like, oh, what's up, bro? I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah. What's good, man? What you do? Oh, yeah, I'm the executive chef of this place. And I make this amount of money. I'm like, how the fuck is that the first thing you want to tell me? Dad already told me his... He's already trying to cover up anything that I might accidentally expose. Dude. Just by just by talking, I'd be like, ah, that's not right. But are you surprised? Because remember where, where we used to work, people was open with with, with their money. That's yeah. that's a new thing. Like people. Well, it wasn't the money. He's always been like they? that though. So that's when he weird. worked under me, he that's would tell weird. people he made more money than me. Mm. He had no idea what I made. Yeah. No clue. I knew what he made. Of course, I knew what he made. I made three times his salary. Think about that. But his thing was, he had to get some sort of status over me. So something that you couldn't prove, he was using as a way to try to justify. And he didn't care how he looked. I was driving a BMW. At that time, it was a newer car. I'm not not saying it because I'm cool. I'm saying... No, he's he's cool. Right. (laughs) I'm saying it from the perspective of, like, perspective. Ladies and, and my man was driving some old raggedy shit, right? BMW in New York City. Right, it was New York City, Before, baby. BMWs were like white t-shirts. Because now that's just like white it t-shirts. Is, yeah, Everybody yeah, it's got crazy. one. It's weird because I, I was telling my boy earlier, I was like, I feel weird because I, I, I remember back home, I finally got to a place financially that I was doing like drug dealer shit. Yo. Like I had like drug dealer stuff. Yeah. Nice shit. Legally, paid. Imagine that. Yeah. Good life. God is good, man. So... You know, that dude was always a reminder to be careful with people like him. And then it's so funny because I fast forward a um, couple years back, pretty recent couple years back, and I met someone almost identical. I was like, what the fuck are the odds that I, the first thing this guy's telling me, and mind you, he's my report. He reports to me. He's telling me all his titles and everything he did. And that's a sociopath to me. That's somebody who is, they're trying to already leverage their power on you. Without having any authority. That that shows some, for me, now, of course, I could be wrong, but from my experience, that shows somebody who doesn't have a personality. They and, don't and want insecure. you. Exactly. They don't want you to learn them. Instead, they want you to know them through their accomplishments. You know, hey, They're supposed I did this, I did that, I've been here, I did this, I had this, and you're like, oh, wow. And they want they want to, they want to woe you with that. Rather I liken than just, that to a ghostwriter. Then just talking you know we know ghostwriting is right yeah like in the music industry especially hip-hop like it's prestige when you could when you rap and you write a song that is so fucking fire like Nas is like (laughs) skip it (laughs) 
skip it. Uh, but you know, with the same respect to ghostwriting. But hold on, wait. wait. I had to. Uh, the point is, the rapper is taking the credit for the ghostwriting. Technically, he or she can because they paid for it. But the real person, the real talent, is the motherfucker who wrote it. But here's what I learned about that: is the really good ghostwriters, the professional ghostwriters. Know their limits. So let's say that ghostwriter writes a song. He goes, "I can't, I can't perform this song mm-hmm. how I'm thinking it. Mm-hmm. I'm not that talented." Yeah. But you could. This right. is a perfect song for you. For you. I can't do it. You know they, who's they like have, that? They have that that humility to admit. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I wrote, wrote this, song. but it's not. It's I, not. I, I can't perform. It can't, I can't. Right. See the way I'm the way I'm hearing it in my Correct. head, I can't do that. So you apparently, um, Missy Elliott was like that. Yeah. She was a ghostwriter for a lot of people. Yeah. Eminem, ghostwriter for that, a lot um, of people. Who's that? That dude who writes the songs that was on the Elvis Duran show. That we was talking about. He writes a lot of the songs for people's the. No, no, the the the, the songs. Is that the one that wrote the song for Lil Nas X? And he said. Yeah. Ed Sheridy? Oh, the white, uh, the British kid? Yeah. Yeah, I like him too. He's actually, he's talented. And, but see, he writes a lot of songs for people too. And he, he's humble. right. He's like, yo, I, that's, I But you know, who, you know who fakes it? My girl Taylor Swift. A lot of people write for her. Right. But she, but she likes to act like they're her songs. Which is cool. But like, look at the Britney Spears. I don't think Britney ever admits to being a writer. She's like, I love saying that but shit. I don't dude, give a fuck. That's Britney, bitch. That's Britney, yeah, Britney, bitch. It, so, it's almost the same, like, in anything that it, it takes a level of tangible skills. Football, basketball. Um, you know, Allen Iverson may have been, could have been one of the greatest. He is. Right? But he's he not just, MJ. He was just a knucklehead. He's not MJ. As much as he wanted to be Michael Jordan, he could not be Michael Jordan. You know what's the thing? I think he's one of the people who didn't want to be because technically he created his own style. Well, the 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 semi streetball professional, that's him. Yeah, but that started with him. His, the whole street game shit. His game was nothing like Mike. There's a lot of no, guys no. Who what did. I'm meaning, what I'm saying is, even though Allen Iverson could ha- hold his own, if the conversation came up about the comparison, because that's how the game goes. No one's gonna be like, yeah, nah, you're not better than Jordan. Like it's it's simple. You're not. One on one, Jordan will crush you. That's it. We understand that. And cooking is kind of the same way. I know my limitations. I know that if I was gonna be dealing with someone who I know could crush me, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make it seem like I my their success is because of me. Right? And I don't know if I'm using the right analogies, but if you're taking someone else's thunder and you're taking someone else's successes and you're using it as a way to weaponize it against them, which is weird, right? Like, if you're like, yo, um, yeah, I remember back in the day I made this, um, and I'm just going to just, I don't know, spitball, a vanilla lobster, uh, a, a, a lobster and polenta with like, you know, vanilla creme, whatever. I don't know. Something fucking random. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, you know what I did was, and then you're like, oh, okay, cool. I wasn't comparing. I was just telling you something that was kind of funny, like like kind of cool. And then you're like, oh, but then what I did was, and it's always what I did. And then you're like, how is that possible that you've done all these things, but that there's no way someone could have done all of those things? Because then it gets too elaborate. It gets to a point where it's like, you know, people like, oh, I'm a, I, I've been in a million, you know, movies, and like, no, you haven't, motherfucker. You win like three commercials, so it's weird, and it's actually what makes it fucked up in the industry is some of these people get into a very um, comfortable position in their in their workplace. They 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 rise to 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 great heights in terms of career. They faked it till they made it to the point. Not only do they believe it. But now they're berating and bashing actual talent mm-hmm. because they feel like if I can keep my thumb on that person, yeah. then they can't. Then I I could always manage them. I, I can't show that I'm lying. 
Right. So I, I can't. Hey, you know how to make pizza? I, I can make some pizza. Oh yeah, make one. You like? I haven't made pizza in like ten years. Then you know how to make pizza. Yeah. I'm better than you. Yeah. Oh, then you make a pizza. I don't have to prove it to you. Yeah, what I'm, the fuck? I'm the chef. I, I I've been here. I've been there. I've been everywhere. I don't I don't need to prove it. Right. So it's you. It's, Got to prove yourself Correct. To me. And I know, yeah. I know anybody who's who who who, hopefully anybody who follows Chef Caleb, right? All all nine of our listeners, um, anybody who's in the food industry knows that not only stolen valor is is a real thing, but it could hurt your career because these same guys that I'm telling the story about, people like him or her, because females do the same thing. What, Wait, what they, do they do? Mm. We're gonna get canceled. Okay, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> Men and women do the same shit, man. Sometimes women are worse. <gasps> yeah. Can't yeah. say that. You're gonna get canceled. Yeah. So, <laughs> what's crazy is these same people. They're in positions where they can delegate and dictate your future, right? Your your opportunities. Not only that. But they'll take your fucking idea. Oh, they'll take it. But here's the worst part. Because of what they did and how they lied about where they are and how they got there, when someone comes along that actually has genuine experience, they scrutinize the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And they make it seem like you have to work harder now because I'm here. And, you know, this facade is real. And I don't care what you did in your past, but I'm better. And I'm smarter. Mm-hmm. And I'm clever. And then you're like, fuck. And it it, it, it taints the pool of talent in the industry. That's the one thing I like about the mom and pop style restaurants, the independently owned restaurants, is that you have to be really, really good at cooking first. Because you got to do a real tasting. Yeah. And you have to impress real chefs and real people who are culinarians. In the corporate world, not so much. It's it's a catch. It's like a fifty fifty. If you wear the right, if you wear the right suit to the interview, you pretty much. You might, yeah. I I think I listen. I believe that because you see me, I'm a little rough around the edges, right? And even if I clean up, I'm still a little rough around the edges. I can't I can't change my face. Maybe if I put on my Clark Kent, right? Maybe if I put on my Clark Kent. Maybe you put the glasses. You need the S curl. I don't. <laughs> the one little you, you need that S curl. Maybe. But there's people who've gotten the interviews, black, white, it didn't matter, Spanish, who were clean cut, super like well-spoken. They knew all the right words and they never had to do. T- I've done tastings to where, like my wife said, where they were like, yo, we can't hire you because your food's too good. And then you look at the chef that they hired. you like, wow. But and I get that a, part. I understand it's an ego that thing. Like normally you'd want someone who's good but then again you don't know their intentions right but if you own your own restaurant if you own it it doesn't matter what their intentions are your name no matter what happens is always going to be the brand but it it comes to that ego thing everybody ego right thing. Let, let's say let's say for instance you fucking you're in porn and you're fucking you got the biggest dick in yeah porn, or right? dirt diggler and you're just there just doing your thing mm-hmm. and then you have your production and then some kid comes on whose dick is bigger than yours. Mm-hmm. you you're gonna be like <clears throat> mm-hmm. oh, okay. uh, on the set. i can't i can't hire you sir yeah oh you're you're <laughs> your dick was my dick to shame sorry I, yeah, <laughs> yeah hey go go down the road they, how far they, do you they, get with no thumbs they, they yeah <laughs> right yeah so, so it, you know cooking is very similar right so, so um it's a cast 22 and similar to porn I think so. <laughs> it's fucked up, but it's true. Like, there's a lot of focus. Yeah, right. And if you t- if you don't focus, you're gonna it's gonna not quickly. It's gonna if, if you if you if you mix the ingredients too fast, it's gonna pop. That's it. It's gonna pop. So, <laughs> you know, you pour that. If you pour some hot cream, it's gonna explode. One of the things you said earlier, which was interesting to me, is um, and it reminded me something something else that you used to do, and I don't know if subconsciously you you did it without knowing. Remember back home, even a lot of kids who were who played sports, right? Mm-hmm. To test your talents, what would you do? You'd go to a different hood. You, oh, like yeah. you did Fuck like yeah. you did handball, right? You're like, yo, I already beat everybody in my block. <laughs> right? Yeah. What do you do? You you start walking around, you go Brooklyn. You start wandering. Manhattan, uh Brooklyn. Queens, different parts of the yeah. Bronx, and you start playing handball yeah. on different courts. Wherever you get I different can get a game. competitions. Correct. 
you'd meet new people, you'd learn new things, you learn new rules, you learn certain shit. Every hood is different. Now, you took that and you applied it to cooking. I think so. Without knowing, you was like, oh shit, I'm just gonna go do a tasting here. Why? Why not? Mm-hmm. So it was like, or, stars, just or just like that kid who's playing ball, right? You play ball on the block, no one's playing on the block, you go, fuck it, I'm gonna go over here to this hood and play Correct. ball. Mm-hmm. That's 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 her mentality. Yeah. You take your skill and you test it. Subconsciously, you're pushing yourself. Yeah, you you go the different hoods and you you play better competition to learn and to test mm-hmm. yourself and you oh test your mic exactly. <laughs> you you <laughs> took that <laughs> method with what you did in handball and you applied it to cooking. Without people don't know what handball is. If they listen, like what the fuck's handball? Dude, there's not even a handball wall out no, here. I haven't seen one at all. Greatest street sport ever. I don't think they play it out here. Nobody knows. Yeah, one wall is weird. And I tried playing with them. They didn't let me play. Here? <laughs> yeah. I've never seen the handball wall out it's here. Far, it's far from me. It's in the hood. Um, and yeah, I, I, I've always been pretty humble. I'm, I'm a pretty humble guy when it comes to a lot of shit. Um, I'm very confident in my cooking. And I always question myself. But I never degrade people. I always feel like you got to be a teacher and a, and a student at the same time. There's not a lot of that anymore, man. There's not a lot nah, of... Nah, there's a lot not. of people. It's unfortunate. There's a lot of opinions, but there's no true leaders. Nah. Across the board, there's no true leaders and when i i don't mean someone that could just order i mean someone who's willing to teach mm-hmm. to listen to help correct and well delegating work is different than and teaching. not teach someone up to a point to where they're not going to surpass you because mm-hmm. i feel like people are not confident enough to teach someone to be good so they're like hey listen they, you know, when they were, they, I ain't gonna teach this dude this shit so he could take my job, mm-hmm. well, so he could be better than Student me. Student becomes teacher. So, nobody does that anymore. There's no truth either. They will keep you down, you know, and then say, I'm here to help you, but really they're not. And there. that's the thing with, with being a chef, the goal is to get someone as an underling or a sous chef or um, chef de partie. You want these people to be better than you. Ain't a chef de pâté. Pâté. Yeah, that's like the lead line cook. Um, just under sous chef. You want that person to be a monster. Because the goal for you is to go in a higher position. And if you can be... If you can have people who are equally or better than you in the role that you were in originally, that's a fucking win. Yeah. I just... I don't... It goes into the being wrong. Nobody wants to be wrong. Yeah. Nobody wants to. And and YouTube really put a, a a huge dent in. They put a huge dent in everything. In everything. In everything. And cooking especially. I, listen, I've watched YouTube to learn how to make stuff. Mm-hmm. Stuff like I've I've worked out of the nineteen years. There was probably fourteen out of those years where I worked. Relentlessly in the kitchen Like I'm talking Non-fucking-stop You But when I wanted to learn How to make Like how to smoke meat I never thought it, at, at a young age To go stage At a barbecue restaurant Right Because barbecue At that time Wasn't trendy There was a couple Of good spots But it wasn't like The trendy thing to do so I never went to a, a, a smokehouse or whatever that to learn. Smoking is gritty, man. It's a different kind of cooking, right? So in that sense, I watch YouTube because I'm like, how do I, I like? I want to know how to do cool smoking, and I would follow and look at guys who are masters at smoking. I'm not talking about these motherfuckers on like uh, Travel Channel. I'm talking about real life smokers who have 25, 30 years of a following of people that they've been doing it, right? So I watched them like, oh, shit, that's a really cool way to smoke meat. So, or even vegetables. So I look at things that is out of my spectrum, right? So I had a conversation uh, with with uh, someone. And I'll keep it at that. And um, the conversation came up like, oh, you know, I, I smoke and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, you know how to smoke? I'm like, kind of, you know, I'm not. You don't know how to smoke? Hmm. You know, what do you mean you know how to smoke? Oh, I have to teach you. I'm like, I ain't asked for that. Just one, I didn't ask for it, and yeah. I highly fucking doubt you're a pit master. Highly doubt it. You probably know as much as I do, maybe less, right? And I'm being polite. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good, thank you. Oh, well, you don't want to learn? Like, that's fucking insulting, dude. Like, I know what you're trying to achieve, mm-hmm. but I also know that you're flexing on me because yeah, you're trying and, and I, to I think prove that's. Yeah, if you see, 
if a stranger said it, you'd be like, oh, all right, cool. Let me see what you know. Right. Because you know the dude. Right. You it doesn't, like, it don't make sense, right? Yeah. It's like, yo, you want to play basketball? Nah, yeah, I could play. Oh, yeah, I dunked on Jordan. What? Okay. I taught Shaq how to dunk. You're like, you're only 16. So <laughs> the point is like, these conversations come up with a lot of people. And I know I said one of my female friends, she's a chef. She's a beast. Fantastic cook. Right. I, sometimes she's menacing to me. Like, I, like I know, like, there's certain things I know that I could make for sure that, like, outstanding. But if we were cooking head-to-head, I'd be very competitive. But I'm also understanding that, like, she's probably at this stage in her life better than me. And I, I, I think that's great. Because as good as I am at something, let's say we made 10, I, I would make 7 out of 10 dishes outstanding. She might make 9 out of 10 outstanding. Maybe 10 out of 10, right? I know this, and I'm cool with that. Because that tells me that not only our time together in the kitchen was was worth it, but her skill set is fucking scary. Yeah. And that's impressive to me because that means that I can learn something from her. Exactly. And I'm not going to be like, oh, you know what? You're going to work for me, and that's it. Now I'm your boss forever. And you know it's a thing, too? And you know why you would be able to learn from her? Is because you know that she's better than you, and you accept it. Some people, Some people aren't able to learn from other people because they they don't accept themselves. Like, oh, shit, this guy's better than me. Facts. They're like, nah, nah, he ain't better than me. I can make good pasta, right, from scratch. I think she make. I think, personally, I think she probably makes better. Like the actual pasta itself. I really believe that. And it doesn't bother me. I actually think that's really cool. Like I would hope one day that one day we could sit down and, and have, like I want to order my, I have the hand crank machine. I don't want to be fucking sitting there cranking pasta anymore. I'm past that stage of my life. You just make sure you do it with no thumbs. <laughs> no, oh, no thumbs making no, pasta. He, that's but that, so but fucked that, up. That's the difference between you and a lot of people is that you, you, that's you exciting. The, the humility to be like, oh, wow, this person is better than me. Yep. And because of that, your mind is open to listen to this person. Correct. So where a lot of people who aren't, they don't have that wherewithal to be like, okay, I, I can't do this. They take them admitting that they can't do something. And they turn it on you like as, weakness. Yeah. Like, like as something bad. Yeah. Oh, how, you how don't know you how learn? to do this? <laughs> how, when, they, when they themselves don't know how to. They don't to. know how to do it. But they, because you can't prove that they don't know how to do it. Yeah. It'll never come up again. Cause again, like, and that's how come like me and you are always saying we're always like, yeah, you know, we're idiots, you know. To a certain extent, yeah, we're joking, but to a certain extent, there's certain shit we know we don't know. I don't know, and I don't pretend to know. No. I'm and gonna talk about the shit I know through my life know, experience. When I made, uh, I know we got to cut it off soon. We're, I'm gonna probably give it like another minute, and uh, cause this food conversation is 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 close to the heart. When I made the New York chopped cheese, totally yeah. the um, when I made the New York chopped cheese, um, I got a lot of text messages from people back home like, yo, you forgot to put this. Yo, you forgot. I'm like, yo, yeah, I forgot. On the block, it wasn't all those ingredients. They're like, oh, shit, yeah. right. Yeah, you know. And a couple people recently, that video's been up for like six months. And I started getting like 15, 20 hits in my messages. Yo, dope, nice, cool dish. Yo, in my hood, we do it like this. Yo, back in Philly, we do it like this. That's kind of cool, yo. I, I didn't know that. I was like, yo, this is the old school way. And it was kind of funny because out of nowhere, six months later, the video was like starting to generate hits. Yeah, but that's how it happens. Right. And people started watching like, oh, shit. And they were like, I never thought about how easy it could make at home and whatever. And I, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But I made it so fucking basic. And I always remind people in all of my cooking and even my shooting shit. Cook what you love and always treat guns as if they're loaded. As a trained professional, I like my grilled cheese. You know what I like in my grilled cheese? Cheese. Wonder Bread and Kraft American cheese. Because that... I don't know why. I just like it. Like Kraft cheese melted is just... It's fucking weird. It's like... You know what it is? All the fucking chemicals and all the shit. Yeah, exactly. The nostalgia of fucking plastic... And I've worked, I've worked in some very extraordinarily high-end restaurants. I don't need to say who I did. And, you know, some places we would do... I want to know who you did. Fancy grilled cheeses for family meal. But we would be, like, chef-inspired, like, hardcore, fucking, you know, you know, aged in a cave blue cheese type shit. Like, I'm for real. And it was next level. You eat and you're like, fuck. But there's nothing like... 
that old school shit with a little bit of butter. Yeah. With, and it's just fucking, I don't know. It's maybe it's a childhood thing. Yeah. So anyway, the point is like, if you're in the industry cooking, if you're a bartender, if you're, whatever you do, be humble about it. Be happy yeah. with it. Go learn. Accept yeah. what people could teach you because you never know. Yeah. There's things that I'm still learning to this day that I'm like, that's fucking my son. It shows me videos of other people on YouTube. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. I should have yeah. did that. It's okay not to know everything. We don't it's, know everything. It's, it's, it's impossible. There's nothing wrong with not knowing everything. I hate people who name drop too. It, oh, yeah, I can't. Head. Dude, don't get me started with that. That's why that, I, I refuse I to name that drop. One, that one we need because I, I refuse fuck, to I name drop. And when people come in there, like, oh, yeah, I know this person. I'm like, congratulations. Yeah. So, um, what, what the fuck do you do? want? A trophy? I, don't, I, don't I work care. for this person. Yeah, who? you worked Great. for them past time. Okay, so what, what are we doing here, bro? Yeah. Because I'm going to be like, all right, man, you work for this. Prove if you it. fuck up, you know, I'm going to have to let that person know that you, you referencing me. <laughs> oh, <right>? yeah. <laughs> I'm not the type of nigga I will. I'll be like, yo, bro, this man is using I'll your foul name. Dude. And he I'll foul sucks. Dude. You train this dude? Yeah. Uh, no, man. Yeah, man. But anyway, um, yeah, man, just just like we said, man, just cook what you love. Treat every gun as loaded. And um, until next time. <laughs>